0: The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to The Shepherd at Work, a weekly program to help you learn how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. Host Mark Goldstein introduces you to individuals who are successfully and effectively engaging in marketplace ministry and gives you the tools you need to do the same. The Shepherd at Work is sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. Now, here's your host, Mark Goldstein.
1: Now, welcome to another edition of The Shepherd at Work. Mark Goldstein in the studio with Mike Gillen and Mike, Thank you so much for filling in last week, stepping in at the last minute. Uh, I tell you, it was weird,
2: man. It was weird. Just, you know, where was Mark? It was an honor, but strange not having
1: you, man. Well, you got to go to heaven.
2: I did. I went to two heavens, actually. (laughs) To Latandra and to Briston. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again.
1: Well, I am super charged and excited to be in the studio today because our guest is Christy Service naruzi
3: good afternoon now, hey guys hey
1: now christy i knew you back when you had big big red curly hair yep, yep. and just going by service yep
3: christy service that's right
1: and fortunately along the way came andrew yes and now it's christy service naruzi
3: later this month is eight years that's how long ago i think you and i met wow. each other ten years ago yeah oh my goodness
1: that's something that's great yeah that
3: is amazing time flies
1: So by trade, you are a mortgage loan officer. officer. Yes. So what does that entail?
3: Um, Well, all things real estate. I've been in the real estate industry for over 20 years and 13 years of it as a mortgage loan officer. So I get to help people make the largest financial decision of their life. And part of that entails um, financing their home. And so we need to make fiscally wise decisions on what kind of loan program, what kind of purchase price, uh, payment that somebody's really comfortable with, and um, cash to close. Because if you think about it, the smaller things in our life all roll around our largest single cash flow, which is typically our housing payment. So over the
1: last uh, few years, I hear more about refi than initially financing. Why is that?
3: Well, that was the headlines for a lot of years when uh, rates were historically low. And when we say historically low, they've never been twos and threes before. And I honestly believe that won't happen again. Now, refinances in conversations now are really um, taking place, at least in my world, with people who um, unfortunately have to use loans and credit cards as an extension of their income because mm-hmm. cost of living is just extraordinary these days, right? Insurance, food, electric, everything it costs more. And, you know, you wake up one day and all of a sudden you went, oh my gosh, I've got six credit cards and they're all maxed out and I don't know what to do. Well, credit cards are tied to the prime index rate, which has gone up eight and a half percent in a year and a half. So people are feeling strangled by death, uh, by debt. (laughs) And um, so now the conversation is, do we need to refinance your home uh, to utilize some of that equity, get you out of this debt, and start making new decisions with kind of a fresh slate, you know, but a new housing payment. Because rates aren't in the twos and threes. I mean, they're quite honestly well into the sevens at the time of this recording. Wow. For a 30 year, yep.
1: Gosh, I remember back in 1978, I bought a house with a VA-backed mm-hmm. loan. Yes. It was
3: 8%. 8%. And, you know, over 30, the last 30-something years, it's about six and a quarter is is the average. Um, I really do believe rates will come down in maybe a year and a half, two years from right now. I don't think we'll ever see what we saw, um, but I'd love to see them back in, in the fives. I'd love to see them even in the sixes because um, the prices of homes have changed so drastically. And then combine that with, the interest rates in the sevens, unaffordability is, is a real thing for a lot of people. What
1: excites me about you, and one of the reasons why you're on the show today, is we say that the Shepherd at Work is about Christians who are using their business to uh, infuse, if yeah. you will, society and to, to help and use the business as ministry. And that's, you do that.
3: Um, tell us about Credit Christie. So um, I, I don't even know where this really came from, but God, right? So in February of 2020, like moments before our lives changing permanently, right? Um, I really felt God uh, speaking to me and I heard him say, you need to start a podcast. And I thought, what? Who, who am I going to interview and how am I going to do this? And he said, no, nope, it's just going to be you talking. So um, I've been in real estate, like I said, at this point over 20 years. And um, I don't think that there's anything more important than real estate when it really comes down to building generational wealth, um, really securing our place in the world. Um, But I've learned over the years that credit is one of those things that keep a lot of people from being able to obtain uh, their own home, and there's down payment assistance programs, so so cash doesn't have to necessarily be the barrier to entry. But a lot of people don't understand credit, and I do. And so um, since then, I've started the podcast. I've got over a hundred episodes. Uh, there's no commercials. I don't make a dime off of it. It really is just my ministry. But I, I came up with credit Christie because I thought if somebody is going to be googling credit karma, maybe I can get to the the second one listed, and and it and it makes somebody wonder what that is. Um, so so. Credit Christie is is really just um, a a platform about me, I suppose, in my professional world where I can teach um, about what people need to know to make wise decisions when it comes to their credit, not not getting buried under debt. Um, I believe there's some things that are called good debt and bad debt. There's some that can help us strategize in our life. And then there's the bad debt that um, uh, serves our desires to buy something now rather than plan and save for it and then you wind up paying 25% more in interest charges for having it. So and a
1: lot of this is what you covered in the first book you wrote, uh First Home Where to Start, How to Win. Yes. And that helped a whole lot of people. Uh so now you you've actually done your second book. It's due out uh, in just a few days. Yes. And uh, we're all excited about it. So the book is titled Finish financially free. Yes. You know, that's that's hard to say with dentures, Mike. Yeah,
2: well,
1: <laughs> I almost spit them out at you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've seen people actually do that very thing before. And so I'm ready for some sort of a uh, real event here in the studio today, man. Let's go
1: for it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 those apps. <laughs> so Christy, all alliteration aside, tell us about Finish Financially
3: Free. Why did you write it? Really, um, I felt it on my heart because um, I have at this point seen thousands of credit reports. I have talked with hundreds and hundreds of um, potential and then home buyers, And um, it turns out most people don't understand money. We don't have a real grasp on That's finances. Right. Um, I'm, I'm hearing a lot more from some of the people who have reached out to me because of my podcast um i'm i'm a a mom i'm in my 40s i'm finally trying to start and i'm not quite sure where to start but i know i've got to get started i haven't started uh, financing my retirement and you know something happens and i'm now in my 40s and there's something that happens in your 40s where you know those next couple chapters are real right and um unfortunately a lot of people that are out there teaching have an agenda um I love financial advisors. I think they're amazing, but they can't put you in a proper product until you have the resources to put towards it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of people are spending somewhere between 30 to 35% of their take-home pay servicing debt. So what does that mean? Making payments on things that they've borrowed for. Sure. Um, a good rule of thumb is your housing payment should be about twenty five percent of your take home pay. Your car payment, should you have one, should be about ten percent. Unfortunately, a lot of people see their car as like their status symbol or their identity, and so they're spending eight hundred, nine hundred. I'm seeing a trend of twelve hundred dollar a month car payments. No joke. Um, and and so I'm I'm seeing people getting buried. At the cost of, of what? Trying to trying to look good at the at the red light. Like I just I. <laughs> so so my my passion and my goal is to teach finance, but it starts with our money beliefs. So in my own experience, in my experience of talking with a lot of people, and research, and uh, reading, there's so much psychology inside of money. Um, it's it's come to um, it's come to my uh, forefront here, and I wanted to share it we've learned from our environment somewhere between four or five, six years old about money. And it wasn't because of spoken word. It was our experience and what was demonstrated to us. And, um, most of our, my parents didn't know we were broke and poor. Those are two distinct things. And we were both of them. Um, and, and my parents, um, certainly couldn't teach me about money. They barely had any. Um, but so my example, my dad was a pastor. My mom took in hundreds of foster kids. Uh, There were five of us and she had a daycare. They did so much good in the community and in in my little world. And so my experience was I could do good in this world or I could make money. I didn't know I could have both because my Mm -hmm. example didn't show me both. And I didn't know that that was my money story. And so here I am bopping along in my 20s and 30s and I'm broke as a joke. And I'm like, I'm working so hard, why am I broke? It was because I had this block that was keeping me from receiving my value. I bring value to the marketplace, I should get paid for that. And I didn't have that belief. And I really do believe a lot of people are walking around with such low self-worth, they believe that their bank balance or their net worth uh, is equal to their self-worth. And so I wanted in this book to demonstrate a way to be able to break through that money story understand your core story when it comes to money and now there's a place for a new relationship with money and now that you can have a new rhetoric around that what do you want money to do for you what do you want it to be for you and then how do you use it to bring value to the world
1: well mike you know this first segment just kind of blasted well, yeah, right by.
2: amazing finish financially free yeah That's great
1: and we're going to talk more about finishing financially free in just a couple of minutes when we come back from our break. We are listening to The Shepherd at Work with Christy Service Naruzi in the studio, along with the ever present, never wonderful, Mike Gillen. And with that, we'll be back in just a minute.
2: If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407 258 Eight. Hey, Mike Gilland here with a special invitation to be with me on my daily talk show, Afternoons with Mike at 1.05 p.m. and again at 6.05 p.m. Along with me will be a guest for the day, either a local or national leader, could be a pastor, an author, an entertainer, or even a senator. We cover both local and national issues, always from a perspective of a biblical worldview. Hope to have you along with me, Afternoons with Mike. It's not just talk, it's life-changing.
3: Ladies, do you want the men in your lives to be better husbands, fathers, and providers? Men, do you want all that and more? Christ-Led Communities has the answer. With men's Bible studies and group experiences, Christ-Led Communities has a curriculum that meets most every man's spiritual needs. Visit clchq.org to learn about your opportunities to grow in Christ in a Christ-Led Community. The website again is clchq.org or 407-484-3899.
0: Once again, here's Mark Goldstein.
1: We're back. The Shepherd of Work. Mark Goldstein in the studio with Mike Gillen and our guest today, Christy Servis-Naruzi. And we're talking about your new book, Christy, Finish Financially Free. Uh, It dawned on me, and we were talking about it during the break, I said, how many Christians, and you and I have both been involved with the Christian Chamber for a decade how many Christians say, I'm not gonna worry about that because God's gonna take care of me financially. So I'm just gonna do what I'm doing now and the rest will take care of itself. What do you say to them?
3: Well, (laughs) I do think that in order for us to be good stewards of what we have, we need to have an understanding of what we've been blessed with. Mm. And so on that vein, I think when we receive our blessings, how do we multiply it? I see so many times when Jesus was preaching and teaching, he was really talking about multiplication and not just maintenance, right? You think about the parable with the talent. Mm -hmm. Um, It it wasn't intended to just be held onto and have nothing happen with it. So when we are given Anything from God, whether it's a message, uh, an opportunity, um, a windfall of money, or just a little bonus, uh, we're not intended to keep it to ourselves. And right. so, even with this knowledge and this information that I got through my work, um, I really felt a calling from God saying, This isn't just intended for you. You need to get the message out. So, I'm trying to be a good steward of it. Um, this was, you know, an act of love. I work. 70 something hours a week with my Mm -hmm. day job. And, um, you know, so this was evenings and weekends and I shared with you when I first arrived, I spent the entire weekend recording the audio version. Um, you know, it's just, it's that important to get the information out. So when it comes to Christians and our finances, we are called to be contributors and to give, but if we can barely make it to payday, how can we possibly give? Um, I also learned something, I didn't say it in this book, but I'm going to share it now because um, it, it really came into my awareness about a month ago. I was tithing, but I was tithing at the end of the year. See, mm. I work for 100% commission mm. and a friend of mine, um, gosh, four years ago had said, you know, I just wait to the end of the year and just tithe off of that. And I thought, well, that sounds easy. So I was putting money aside, but you know what I realized? I realized this from a conference I was uh, setting up for last last month I just simply gave a tip to God. Mm. I wasn't giving my first fruits. Right. And I thought, how ridiculous was that thought? I mean, thankfully he didn't punish me for it, but we're called to give our first fruits and that is walking in faith. And so I immediately, as soon as I found that out and you know, um, asked for some forgiveness on that, Lord, um, I immediately got into action to change that and walking in faith in that because I don't know about you or anybody who might be listening who works 100% for commission I've gone weeks and sometimes months without a paycheck Mm -hmm. and so um, so it's truly a walk in faith but when it comes to our finances if we don't seek out see I heard this a long time ago there's a ton of information out there but there's not a lot of wisdom Mm -hmm. so I didn't just want this to be another informational book I wanted it to share uh, from my heart, but also from my experience of working with literally not only just hundreds of households, thousands at this point, um, seeing the trends, seeing the struggles, and then being able to teach from a place of, here's how you get out of debt. But here's what happens. Every time we get an upgrade to our life, we get a bonus, a tax refund, um, and a promotion and an income. You know what we do? We upgrade our life. A-, yeah. a newer car, a higher priced home, you know, a new wardrobe, whatever the case is. Um, but we don't invest it into our future where it can compound and grow and we can do amazing things from that space. And so part, the first part of the book was what I was speaking of with our money beliefs. And then it becomes more of an instructional manual of, Hey, these are some things that you can implement. These are the things that you can do.
1: It's interesting. And Mike, you've been a pastor. You've seen this for many years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, People give for different reasons. One, gives out of obligation mm-hmm. because they're very works oriented and mm-hmm. they have to do this. Others see it's a quid pro quo. Well, if I give, I'm going to get, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's like a balance sheet, uh, giving and let's, let's watch the, the, the magic happen. Right. Mm-hmm. But then others give from the heart yep. because you give, cause you want to see what God's going to do. With the funds. Yes. And even if he doesn't show you, you know that you're in partnership and it's all part of this loving faith relationship mm-hmm. with him. And and you talk about that latter. That's really, for you, that's why you give.
3: Yeah, I, I do. And and it's almost like, um, have you volunteered and you thought, oh, this is going to, you know, this is my contribution. And when I leave, I feel like yes. I got more out mm-hmm. of it than I could have ever. Every mission trip given. I've ever been on. See? Yeah. And and I truly believe that that if we are joyful givers, like we're called to be, that should be the feeling of tithing. And then to start seeing those fruits really multiply wow. um, through 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 organizations, churches, nonprofits, you know, something that's so much bigger than just little me. You know, um, to, to see what they can do through it mm-hmm. is just extraordinary. And that's what I really believe God had intended. I think one
2: us. of the things that I've learned from this is that we pay attention to, we do what we want to do in life. I mean, basically, most everyone, if they look at their life honestly, they're, they're spending what they want to spend on what they want. Yep. They're doing with their time what they want to do. And it's really boiling down to getting value into the things that are eternal, into God. And when you put the right amount, at what it should have, ultimate value, incredible value, then it becomes, it should be like you said earlier, first fruits.
1: Yes. I'd like to meet the person who coined the phrase, if you want to see where somebody's heart is, look at their check register. Mm-hmm, right.
3: Right. Yeah. I think, um, who was that? Not sure. Zig well, Ziglar, maybe could be, well, we, a... we can give him the credit for it today. Anyway, <laughs> why not Jim Rohn? One of those, it wasn't me people. <laughs> so what are some of the
1: other things that you deal with in there where people just they're missing the boat and they have it all wrong?
3: So, um, I, you know, one of the things that I, I, start off with saying is we can have reasons or we can have results. And I think that, um, I'll speak for myself. I had all sorts of reasons on why I wasn't successful, why I wasn't ahead, why I didn't have savings, why I couldn't tithe, why I wasn't rich, all sorts of reasons. And Mike, to the point you just made, I would binge watch shows in the evening that isn't contributing anything in this world. And so, you know, I, I said, okay, what do I want for myself? And then I, I just had to you have to sacrifice some things. There's a give and take for everything, and there's a trade off for everything. So I could sit and I could binge watch and still make my you know minimum wage, or I could improve myself. I could get a certificate. I could create um, more value for my employer, for my clients, for my employees, whatever the situation is, right? How do I bring more value? And sometimes that means I have to go and invest in myself. It might be time. It might be money. Um, but being able to bring more value to the people around us, you, you get more, um, but you can have reasons or you can have results, but you really can't have both. Um, so there's a whole chapter in here about habits Mm -hmm. and habits just kind of Bad habits kind of just come along and stick there, right? It feels like good habits are hard to get generated and started and create momentum. And um, and I I believe that if you really stopped and looked at some of the daily behaviors, some of our normal thoughts, um, I is self sabotage, n- negative self hypnosis all mm-hmm. the time. So I really had to t- take that captive and mm-hmm. say that's not going to rule my brain anymore. You, you mm-hmm. don't have uh, real estate here anymore, you know? Um, and, and get those, those gone. And so some of the words that there's a, a part of the book that says words have power and, you know, sometimes they'll say, Oh, here we go again. I shouldn't even have tried and all those things. Right. But, but what if we changed that conversation? What if we said, well, I'm not there yet, right? What if we said, why not me? Why not now? And I feel like that's a much more empowering place to stand that helps us get into action to say, I'm tired of just sitting around and waiting for something to happen. I'm going to create it. But once we get into action, watch God go. Because if if it's something from the heart, God Mm -hmm. wants us to work in our passion state. That means it doesn't feel like work right, we're serving, we're serving and we're, we're in our groove of what's um, something that we can bring a ton of value for. Mm -hmm. We're we're the ones that he equipped us for this role. And we've actually like uncovered that and got into action. He will bless it mightily. I truly believe it.
1: Yeah. Now the book is, it'll be available on August 14th, 15th, 15th, just a few days from now. And then you're doing a book signing I am.
3: in Sanford. Where at? Yes. At the pallet coffee house, coffee roasters, I think is their full coffee name. Um, yes. And amazing, amazing, wonderful family that own that coffee house. So the pallet on second street in uh, downtown Sanford, uh, they're allowing us to have this private event from five to 8 PM. I've got books there. Uh, I'll autograph it for you. So books for sale, come get a cup of coffee and support the, the local business and um, come have a conversation. So, I want to throw this out as a challenge for folks. Uh,
1: Labor Day is just right around the corner. Everybody's always, mm-hmm. already looking forward to Christmas and doing mm-hmm. gifts. Let's make Labor Day a gift-giving day. Ooh. And make Labor Day a day that you buy, finish financially free for somebody you love. Love that. And make Labor Day the finish financially free challenge to where everybody... I'm looking at the book. That's that's a one-day read. Mm-hmm. So read it on Labor Day. Excellent. I go. love that. Yeah.
3: So they can buy it Amazon? Amazon. I'll have them at the book signing. Um, I, I can sell it to you from my website. Uh, it's supposed to be at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million, too. And give us your website? Uh, CreditChristie.com. Credit Christi. Uh, and that's? K-R-I-S-T-I. And yeah, yeah, Credit Christi.
1: With K's. Yeah. Christy, again, this second segment I think went faster than the first. As always, it's wonderful to see you. I have a feeling our listeners are going to hear you on afternoons with Mike pretty soon too. You I'm looking bet. forward to that. Yeah. So for Mark Goldstein, Mike Gillen, Christina Ruzzi, have a great rest of the weekend. We'll see you next week.
0: been listening to The Shepherd at Work. Tune in next week as Mark will introduce you to another marketplace leader who will show you how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. The Shepherd at Work, sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.